Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Well, hi everyone. Happy Wednesday. It's hump day uh, getting through. Welcome to this week's episode of J Recipe for Success. Uh, really exciting uh, to be here. Uh, this is the place to come if you want to learn and hear all about leaders in this community and their ingredients to success. So today's guest is someone that I met just recently and we clicked immediately. I think it was the New York northern thing, yeah. something going on there. Um, and we just were blah, 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 for the whole thing. So um, I'm really excited to have Michelle DeMeo here with us today. She is the Principal Franchise Operations and President of Squisito. Squisito. Yeah. Italian, I need to get that right. Franchise Enterprises uh, since inception in May of 2010. Uh, since July of 2008, Michelle has been the Chief Operating Officer and Director of Stores for Monte Restaurant Development Group, uh, which is headquartered in Annapolis, Maryland. But you probably all know her better as one of the founders and operators of Tuscan Prime on East Las Olas Boulevard. So yeah. welcome, Michelle. Good exciting. to see you. <laughs> she looks beautiful as always. Thank so you. well put together. I love that about you. Um, you. I think that caught my attention the first time I saw you. Um, and just your warmth uh, and, and the way you welcomed. Uh, we had a board event at Tuscan Prime you that did. day. And you just, you came up, you went out of your way to welcome us and and to make our group feel like we belong there and we were part of your family. And so thank you for that. Um, but I have a feeling that that might be a little bit, and we'll talk a little bit about that later because yeah. maybe that's something that makes your restaurants um, and maybe it's one of the ingredients to your success. So we'll find that out a little bit later. But for everyone out there, tell us, give us just maybe a couple of spots along the way within your career or, or interesting things within your life that have led you to where you are today, right? We all have those pivotal moments yeah. or those, those things that happen in our life that, that kind of lead us to where we are. Okay. Tell us a little sure. about you. Sure, so my background is not the restaurant business at all. Um, obviously, uh, my background's a little different than my husband's. He's um, from Naples, the true Italian. So he brings his recipes and his family traditions to the restaurant business. Um, my background was all business. Um, I went to college for psychology of corporate law, graduated wow. from Michigan State. Um, from there, went into a whole different twist, um, retail business management. I worked for LA Weight Loss for 12 years as principal operations, regional director for multiple markets, opened many stores. Um, from there, after 12 years, went into what I went to school for, got more into business with the accounting resource sourcing piece when I worked for the Siegfried Group. So very different, diverse backgrounds. Um, took a buyout with my firm. I'll give you a really quick Good. No, no, no. We, we got to get there. Right. Um, and then my business partner and husband, Al Gennaro, was in the restaurant business. And I saw something very cool in what he did and said, we need to franchise this. We need to get this expanded. And we need to grow into multiple states. Um, and since that was my background, I did it for years. I started um, with LA Weight Loss when they had 79 stores and we grew it to thousands of stores over 12 years. 
and I had that background. So I had the franchise background, the business background, the corporate background with Siegfried to be able to do that. And we started, and that's a whole other story, how I got into <laughs> franchising, because we'll take a bunch of different turns. Um, but that's where the background is. So you know, my core background was business and structure. And I truly believe that if you have that background and you have that structure, you can really translate that into any business, right. whether it's accounting, whether it's retail, whether it's restaurant. Um, and that's what we did. And yeah. now we're growing from our small little mom and pop Italian shops into more of a corporate entity. Um, we grew from Maryland, Virginia into the DC market. Um, we've grown into Florida and now um, Tennessee. And wow, Tennessee. Next year, yeah. Wow. So very interesting. So different diverse backgrounds. Absolutely. But I think yeah. you're right. You know, we talk about, you know, here I was just giving Michelle a little tour of J World. This is your first visit here. But uh, we talk about teaching those critical skills, right, so that you just mentioned that are transferable in any business that you go into. Right, and so you took your business skills and they can be applied uh, across the board. And so I think that's what I love and I think in today's world, especially when we don't know what the jobs of the future even are at this point, right. if they don't have those skills, our kids are going to struggle. And so that's really a big part of our mission and so I love that I hear you say that because our kids will get to, to listen to this, these videos as well. Yeah. And, and so I they'll hear that. I think that's what drew me to you so much because I truly believe 100% that it starts with our kids. Mm -hmm. We need to educate them. We need to teach them morals and values and work ethic and confidence, especially girls. You know, yeah. women CEOs and CFOs and director of stores and executives are now more and more out there you know it's not the men's world anymore okay. you know and the only way that we're going to get them into those roles and the confidence to be able to take those parts in society is to be able to educate them when they're younger younger girls That's you right. know and we actually have a scholarship for girls uh, we have a group called the circle of wise women um, which wow. I know you're going to become a part of yeah. at some point um, but basically these women said we want to help we want to help advocate and support these programs. And in the last two years, we've specifically focused on young girls and created a scholarship to help them so that they can go off to college or for a certification, wow. right? A certificate of some sort in a trade. So, because um, the trades are for the girls too. And so we always think it's just college. So, so love, love, love. There's just a, such a connection here. You talk about that structure. Right, and the restaurant business, my family has been in the restaurant business over the years, in and out, and so I know it's kind of a crazy business, not always a lot of structure, right? Yeah. So how did you begin to infuse that structure into the business, yeah. especially <laughs> a pizza business? I mean, it's crazy, right? You know, they're screaming and throwing dough and doing all those things, and you're trying to put in structure. Yeah. How did you do that? So that's actually a very funny story. So when I started with Gennaro back in, oh my God, it's 12 years now. Wow. This spring is 12 years. Um, we had cash registers. No POS system, no, I mean, literally they handwrote everything in books. And I went in, you know, being in the accounting world, coming from the Siegfried Group and structure and systems and working with audits and I went in and I said oh my god what did I get myself into I looked at Janar and I said you have a cash register how do you 
keeping you know, everything in check. And he's like, oh, we, we have everything figured out in these books. And I said, oh my god, OK. So long story short, um, because of my background, I said, the first thing we need to do, we need systems. We need to figure out the best system. We need to figure out a way to have checks and balances, the way to be able to hold people accountable, even to measure. You need to be able to measure success, right? Because if you're going to ask people to do a job and then hold them accountable, you need to have some type of accountability measurement yep. to be able to say, hey, you did this right, or hey, this is our opportunity. Um, so we put these systems in place, a POS system. Um, and then um, our franchise business was born. Um, and this is actually a funny story, and I'll give you a, a little snippet. but. We work with US Food, that's our main mm -hmm. purveyor in most of our stores. And one of our um, restaurants, one of the customers was our guest, a very loyal guest. She worked for Cisco. And she entered us into the next, America's next best franchise system. And we weren't even franchising. And she said, wow, Squizito would be amazing. Squizito is our near pizza and pasta concept that we have 11 of. Um, and we're expanding even more into other markets right now. Um, and she entered us into this contest. And out of hundreds of entries, we wound up over time, over six months, placing second. And the wow. only reason we didn't win was because we didn't have franchise documents. And I said, well, we never thought about franchising. I took <laughs> my husband's business and brought it into this, you know, world of franchising. And now it was, okay, now we need to create these documents. And who does that? You right. either spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and create franchising lawyers, and, right. or since I had the background, I created them myself. So it took us a little bit longer. So hundreds of pages of paperwork later and contracts later, we created our franchise agreement, our FDD, our operations manual. That's, That's just this thing. You need all the manuals. Oh, yeah. and, oh. um, I go back to my honeymoon running in St. Lucia on the treadmill and in the, um, the elliptical reading every page of the document. <laughs> and it's funny because- Very romantic. Even, exactly, right? <laughs> I even had um, one of our franchise attorneys laugh at me and said, okay, I've never had anybody read that word for word and catch typos. And I said, of course, if you're gonna give me something to do, I'm right. gonna read every word. Um, so we created our franchise agreements, um, our operations manuals, um, and created a system and then from that system, we had the ability to then market it, be able to sell it. We took a model, we tested it to make sure it was successful and it could be duplicated. Um, and then we launched Franchise. Wow. So interesting, funny stories along the way. Oh. I could probably write a book. Yes. Um, but yes, so I see writing down words. I, I am. I'm just yes, as, I you, as you go through things. Structure, structure, accountability, systems. Right. Everybody needs organized. I, I want to say organized chaos because the restaurant business is I, I know. typically chaos. <laughs> but you need an organization right. system. So super important. So pizza, I just have to ask a quick yeah. question. Thin crust or Sicilian? For me, thin crust. Really? All uh, actually, it's, I love both. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if I could choose. But I anyway, that was... Uh, too doughy for me. Yeah. It's almost like yeah. Chicago. Although exactly. Chicago is a lot, of, uh, a lot of cheese. But I know how to ask that question. All um, New York style for me. Absolutely. Um, so structure, measurements, all of that, um, for you personally, I mean, I think there's, there's so many, there can be so many challenges and yet so many great things about working with family, right? It's a double-edged sword yeah. sometimes. Um, how do you make that work? 
because I think that for yeah, I, I think it's a natural question of yeah. you know, do you appreciate the differences in each other, or you can come to hate the differences in each other, right? Yeah. And staying in each other's lanes, and how do you make that work? Yeah. So that's funny. And by the way, I think that's with any partner. It doesn't matter whether you're married or not. But it's funny because that's the first question everybody asks me. Okay, you work together and you're married and you're not divorced? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. So we do. We wake up, we work together all day, and we go to bed every day. And so there's pros and cons, of course, to any situation. So for us, it's worked out so well because what I'm strong in is his weaknesses and what he's strong in are my weaknesses. Right. So as they say, you um, promote strength. And then where there's weaknesses, that's where you, you know, there's always opportunity. Right. So the great thing is, if he wasn't in the restaurant business, there's no way I would be in the restaurant business. So what he does in the kitchen and where his success is with recipes and um, concepts and conceptual design and menus, I couldn't do. Right. right? Um, but what I am strong in with business and organization and HR and documents and reading leases, and um, I also hold a commercial real estate license and degree, so I'm able to read every lease and be able to broker different deals and do um, letters of intent for different properties. He can't do that. So we take what I'm good at and what he's good at and we put it together. And it works. Yeah. And you know, the other great thing is if we need to go on vacation or we need to travel for work, we're traveling together, which is nice. You know, because my years past, I traveled seven days a week. I'd wake up on a Monday, I'd be off on a train, a plane, an automobile, a driver. I never knew what right. city I was going to be in, and I was always living out of a suitcase. Um, and then he was traveling just to see me. Whereas now, we can travel for together. work when we go to Tennessee or you know, we're moving to the DC market or we're going to Florida, we travel together. So even right. though I'm doing things like this and he's in the kitchen training our new head chef, we're still working for the same goal you know, right. at the end of the day, you know, our own business to be able to grow and be successful. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So two things that you mentioned that I, I want to touch on. So one is uh, you mentioned HR mm -hmm. and the restaurant business is known, right? I, I've spoken to so many uh, founders and, and restaurant owners, and one of their biggest challenges is HR, right? Because there's such turnover in that business. Has that been a challenge for you in this business? How have you, have you found solutions that work for you? Um, because I know, I think HR is an issue for all CEOs. There's not a person that has sat in that chair that has not talked about how important it is, right, to have the right people and to be able to keep people. Um, and so to build that culture. And so talk a little bit about that and, yeah. and how that's worked for so you. So people, and it's, I thought about, so before I came today, I said, okay, what is my recipe for success? If I had to pinpoint four things, and I'll give them to you later, because I thought about it. But one of them is people. You know, they say that you surround yourself with the best and successful people. And successful people work for people and successful people. So, you know, they say people work for people. Right. Um, so in any business, any business that you're in, retail, accounting, you're always around people. So you need to take care of people. And one of our successes in all of our restaurants from when we started 30 years ago was to take care of the people. If you take care of your staff, the staff takes care of the customer or the guest, and that creates a successful environment. So if you're not going to treat your people the way you want to be treated, um, 
they're not going to treat the guests. You have to remember, in the restaurant business, you rely solely on the people that touch the guest. And that's not, I mean, you have to remember, the kitchen doesn't touch the guest, but they do touch the guest because they're creating the, the dish. Right. So, you know, everybody from your dishwasher to the general manager all need to be treated with the same respect. Um, and I'll go back to what you said when right. we first started. You said, you know, when you met me, it was all about warmth and the overall environment and that experience. And for us, it's about that experience from employees to the guest. So if the guest feels it, the employees have to feel the same thing. Um, and that's so important, I think, in so many business businesses, people lose sight of that. And that's one of the reasons why I changed my career path. You asked what was my mm -hmm. pivotal point. When I left LA Weight Loss, that was one of my biggest pivotal points. I was there a long time, and I was there with the original team. And the original team cared about the guests. They cared about that, that woman or that man that was coming in that had to lose 10 pounds or 100 pounds. You were touching, it was such an intrinsic sale that you know, and I was very passionate about it. You were changing people's lives, and I've had so many people that I still talk, I still talk to. That it's funny. I had um, lunch with a very, very close friend two weeks ago, and a, one of my old clients walked in, and she said, oh, and she gave me the biggest hug, and she said, "You changed my life." Wow, you know, that's and powerful. That's, that's powerful, that's and powerful. you know, it gives you a sense of self worth and confidence because mm -hmm. we did change her life. She lost 100 pounds. Wow. It changed her ability. She started her own business. She got married. It changed everything about her life. And that's what we did. And when a company gets too big, they forget that. They lose that. Yeah. So when you start as a small company and you have three stores, five stores, 79 stores, and then you grow to thousands of stores and you bring in executives that weren't there when it was five stores or 10 stores. And they're all about the bottom line. They're all about money. And they're about sell, 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 sell. And they forget what started that company. That, that company was started by that one person that changed somebody's life. Right. And that was the whole reason that changed my field and what I did, because they lost sight of why their company was started. And when you lose sight, that's the end of the, be or the beginning of the end, right. I should say. Right. You know, it is the end. because. That guest writes the paycheck. That customer writes the paycheck. The client writes the paycheck. And too many executives and too many owners forget that. To them, it becomes, I'm making money. It's the bottom line. And it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you lose sight of that, you're never going to be successful. Mm. So Does that true. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So going back to the HR question, one of the things that both myself as well as Gennaro um, have really focused on is in every store, every Spazito store, we've been successful because we've kept the same staff. You know, Spazito Riva, which is one of the oldest stores, the core staff has been there from the beginning. Wow. Our franchisee. That's so unusual in that business. It's unbelievable. Queenstown, I'll go back yeah. to our franchisee, Martine, um, he opened a year ago. He has one of our most successful franchise locations. He's been with us 22 years. He was our first manager in one of the first Squizito stores, and now he owns his own Squizito. Um, that's the recipe for success. Right. Treat people from the beginning to make them want your job. They want to be you. And if they want that, they can become that. It's the people that come in that just want a job. I'm here to do a job, I want a paycheck, and then they leave. There's no passion, there's no ownership, there's no believability. Um, 
I think in this market, in Florida, that's been our biggest challenge. Mm. This is a very transient market. A lot of people come here because they want to be here for the warm weather, and then they go back to other markets when it's warm in other markets to be successful. Um, and that's been our biggest challenge coming into this market, is finding the right team, because they don't have the same ownership and value. And, and for us too, and uh, let me back up for a minute, we're still a startup here. A lot of people don't know us, whereas in Maryland, we have 11 locations. People have known us, they follow us, they're loyal to us, they've worked for us for 18 years. Or they go to a new place, they see the name, it's familiar to it's them, familiar. and they know it. You right. know, here, it's not, we're not there yet. So right. for us, we're a startup, so we're still trying to find the right team. We've gone through some changes, all for the better. We have an amazing GM now, we have an amazing kitchen manager and head chef now, so we're now building that team. But it definitely takes that ownership and the believability in us as owners right. and directors. I love what you said about you know not forgetting that first person who dealt with the first person, right? It changed sure. their lives. And history and legacy, I think, are so important. Especially, you know, and maybe it's just me, but as I get older, right, I'm not sure I realized I was leaving a legacy because I didn't really think about it that way, but now as I'm getting older, I think, wow, what's my legacy, right? What will I leave, right, for this, on this earth? Um, how will I have impacted people's lives, right? And so always remembering why, the why, you know, why we're doing it and why we're passionate about it. So you mentioned there were four ingredients. Yeah. So you talked about people. Yeah. What's the next one? Okay, so for me, um, I would say the first one is definitely work ethic. Mm. and um, the drive, you know. So you have to have a, a drive to want to do something. So for me, when I want something, I find a way to get it. That's just my personality. <laughs> I can't tell, right? I, could, I would never have known I'm that. Definitely would too shy. Know? But if I want something, I make it happen. And I find the tools and the means to make it happen. And it's funny because I have a 21-year-old daughter, and she's the same way. And it, it's, you know, growing up, we were like, and she obviously uh -huh. probably hated me because I pushed her and pushed her and pushed her and pushed her and pushed her because that's my personality. Um, but now she says, Mom, as I get older, um, I see myself more like you. You know, it's, um, she has that same drive. Yeah. If she wants something, she's going to get it. That's just, there's no ifs, ands, and buts. That's right. it. Um, so drive is super important, and that's in any field. You know, if you're growing up and you want to be a doctor, there's so many steps to get there. There's school, and there's residency, and the tools to get there. You better you be, be committed. You have to have that commitment. So work ethic is so important, and today I feel like that's the biggest thing lacking. Mm. And that's why I love this program that you're doing, because you're getting kids excited about jobs that they can see themselves being successful and sitting in that role, which is so exciting because there's so many kids out there that don't see that. They might not have a parent that has that position and they don't even know that exists because they're not being taught that at their house. Um, so, and work ethic has definitely changed. You know, oh, you go yeah. back 20 years ago and the work ethic was very different. I think everybody looks at the United States as the land of opportunity, but I think we're making it too easy. We are, we're making it too easy. Um, and we need yeah. people to work. So when I was coming yeah. up, it was you, you live to work. Of course. I worked 24 7. 
I mean, I remember the hours and hours late at the office. Today, not quite the same. I think they almost work to live. I think it's a little bit the opposite way. So I agree with you. Or work to play, exactly. And, And sometimes, I think there's a happy medium, right? I think that they, the younger generation knows how to balance things a little bit better than I do. Um, yeah, I you know, balance. Yeah, I, I laugh. Yeah, people ask me to come, oh, would you come and talk about work-life balance? And I'm like, oh, You're no. You don't want me to talk about that. <laughs> because too. I don't personally believe there is such a thing, honestly. Yeah. I think it's just, you know, it's about integration and sometimes this weighs more than, than this. And, um, so whatever needs you most, right, sometimes is what gets the most attention. So, um, so okay, so work ethic, work people. Work ethic is important. I definitely said people. So yep. for me, everything I've learned has been about the people I've been with. I've always surrounded myself with people that are more successful than me because it drives you. Right. So, my, so people, work ethic, and drive, there's my three. And then I think the fourth and I believe the fourth is the most important, you have to have self-motivation and self-confidence. And that's something that's not taught, that's something that's fostered by somebody that you look up to. So if there's somebody that you know that is successful, or you, nowadays so many people watch reality TV, or they look at what's going on on TV, but TV's not all straight life. Um, So you need to find something that motivates you to want to do more. So for me, it's always been, I'm a motivator. You know, I talk to people, I build people up, um, all my teams that work under me. um, I always promote what they're great at and not what their their weaknesses are. So, um, but self-confidence is so important. And for, I'm going to go back to my oldest daughter, she learned so much of it in dance. You know, you don't realize putting kids into activities when they're younger, especially competitive dance, getting up on stage and competing and doing a solo and then having, you know, to go for title, to be able to go up in front of thousands of people in an auditorium. Takes confidence. And they need to go up and say, hi, you know, my name is, and I'm competing for, and I'm from this state. You know, that just alone gives you the ability for public speaking, confidence to get on stage, confidence to do things like we're doing today. that's, for women, I know, is a very tough thing. Yeah. Um, when I went to the Siegfried Group, and I'll just give you a quick snippet of why I say self-motivation, self-confidence, I went into going from LA Weight Loss, which was really a, a female-based mm-hmm. business. I mean, you're helping, usually, most women lose weight, not so much men, um, and it's run by mostly women, to a business and industry, the accounting world, which is all men. Now I'm going into a business role and a recruiting role where I'm going up in front of C executives that, you know, you walk into a room of, and I don't want to mention any big companies right. that we, but, you know, where he, my first meeting was, all right, I have a plane to catch it for you. You have one minute. Tell me why I should be doing business with you. You need to have, you need to be quick on your feet. Right. You need to come up with an answer. And it's funny because I was sitting with one of the men executives and he looked at me. And I was like, this is your job. What am I doing? You know, and he looked at me, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to take this, this role, you know? Right. But, um, but that's that confidence. Have, exactly. Right. You need to think on your feet. You right. need to have the confidence. And I was like, all right, I'm going to tell you in the next minute why you need me. Right. You know? Um, but if I didn't have that, I would have choked, and I would have sat there 
did we get the right. did we get the deal? Of course we got the deal because at the end of the day, that's my personality. If I want something, I'm going to get. It. And I'll figure out. I have a shirt, it. by the way, that one of our guests <laughs> actually bought me, and it says "Relentless." Yeah. Because I'm the, exactly the same way. When I want something, when I think we can achieve something, whether it's me individually, our team, our family, whatever it is, we're going for it, yeah. right? And we're going to do everything we can to get there. Um, so. How, so you mentioned all of these ingredients, which I love, absolutely love. Mm -hmm. How do you know when you have the recipe right? Right? How did, when do you know, or how do you know that? Because I think, yeah. you know, listen, your husband would probably be the perfect person to answer that question because yeah. he's probably testing. How does he know when he has just the right ingredients? Right, yeah. and, and you could use Tuscan Prime as an example. Like you said, this is a new venture, new place. And so finding that perfect recipe has been a little more it's challenging, yeah, right? It has, and you know, I, I will have to, and I'll be 100% honest, this is a new market for us. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny because, let's rewind, when we first launched the name, we put it out there, and of course you're in every magazine, and people are interviewing you, and Fort Lauderdale on the faces, I mean, right. that you posted today. Um, people were voting for us for best Italian, and we weren't even open. <laughs> Just because so many of our guests that live in Annapolis, where we're home-based, Carpaccio Tuscan Kitchen has won many, many awards. Right. We've been there 13 years, we're a staple in the Annapolis community. Most of our guests, 50% of them, live here. They have homes here, they're snowbirds, they come here, they keep their boats here. That's the reason we're here. Right. I have a few of the guests that said, you need to be here. We need our carpaccio in Florida. That's why we're here. And we fell in love with Las Folas. We did. We fell in love with it. We have a place here. We plan on staying here. We love it here. So opening here was definitely a challenge because we are not the staple. Um, we had our ups and downs. We had problems with the food. We had problems with the chef when we opened. We had problems with staff. Um, we're still figuring it out. I mean, we're not... I will not sit here and tell you that we are 100% perfect, because we're not perfect. Right. Everybody has opportunities, but those opportunities will be corrected. There will be a game plan and put in place, because failure is not an option. Um, we will make sure that we put the right people in place, and that's what we're doing now. You know, we've been moving around. It's like a chess game. You have to put the right people in the right place to make sure that they can do the right job. Um, and that's been our biggest challenge here. Have we screwed up? Of course. Have we made customers not happy and we've had to give gift cards and win people back? Of course. But now we're going into season a little bit stronger. Right. Um, this is our first season, so we don't even know what that brings. Right. You know? So it's all a test for us. For, you know, it's funny because one of our investors that did the project with us said to us, this might be hard for you guys, but this is a startup. Right. And, you know, sitting back, having that conversation, I, you know, it dawned on me, you're right. In this market, we're a startup. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's very different than a pizza very place, different. right? What you're doing here uh, is very, very different uh, concept, yeah. right? Um, so yeah, and by the way, even yeah. when you think you have the recipe right, you, you know, they, they, remember the book, The Best Laid Plans of Mice and Men, right? Just when you think you have it right, it goes wrong. Something yeah. goes wrong, right? And you have to adjust and you have to fix the recipe. And so I'm sure your, your husband will probably speak to that. Well, it's um, funny because you asked me about, I always say we write the book of, okay, what we did wrong. We're never going to do it again. And, you know, it's almost like you need a title that says, what never to do again in a restaurant. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Know? I don't know if that ever exists. but So I'm going to ask yeah. you this last question. This is yeah. our finishing thought, okay. and then I'll read your recipe. Okay. Finish this thought for me. Okay. The key to my recipe all comes down to one thing. Passion. 
Mm. And I knew commitment. that had to be in there somewhere, yeah. and you hadn't mentioned it. Yeah, passion and commitment to the I cause. You know, passion and commitment to the cause, whatever it is. I and that's even if you're it. cooking for Christmas dinner. If Which I am. Uh, me too. Oh. All the fish. Oh gosh, I don't have that many. I have 26. <laughs> and the seven fish and all of that. So I'm about to place my fish order, actually. Um, so, but that is a great way to end off. Um, I definitely want to know your favorite restaurant uh, recipe okay. in the restaurant. You don't have to tell me today, okay. but you can. Okay. Um, if you know it off the top of your head, I, I ask everyone to give me whichever one you want, your favorite recipe, and then I'll ask you to send it to me if you don't mind, okay. if it's one you can share. Because I know sometimes people have secret recipes. Yeah. Um, but we do we ask all of our leaders to send us a recipe that they love. Okay. One of these days, I'm going to put a book together of your ingredients oh, to success really with your favorite recipe. So that's watch out for a book someday. So do you want to mention it or you want to tell me privately? Uh, I have to think about that. Okay. There's a couple. Oh, no, so follow if, up with if, you. Okay, so if we go to Squizzito. My favorite is our slice of pizza because mm -hmm. I'm a huge, so you can tell a good pizza based on a slice of cheese yep. and we make the best dough. I have to say I'm, I'm biased. I never ate pizza until, I never ate pizza or pasta until I married my husband, just to let you know. I work for LA Weight Loss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no pizza and pasta. <laughs> um, but, so at Squizzito I will say our pizza hands down is the best. Um, if we go to Carpaccio, I'll say the meatball. We have mm. the best meatballs. Are meatball All right, well, you're going to have to see if you're going to be willing to best. give up that meatball recipe. <laughs> and at Tuscan Prime, I will see that's an easy one because I'm like the lobster shrimp cocktails. Amazing. Mm. So, okay. each well, maybe you'll share one yeah. of those with I us will, and sure. so that we can put it in the book. I so, sure. uh, so, I'm going to read back some of the ingredients that you okay. talked about today, and, um, and we share that as well with our guests okay. and our viewers. So, you talked a lot at the beginning about structure and systems, right? We call them processes, procedures, all of that. So, so important. And then once you've got those, then you have to hold people accountable, right? Um, and then when you're holding them accountable, how do you measure that accountability? How do you measure the results, right? Is it working? Yep. Uh, people. Uh, I love that you talked about treating them well, treating them the way you would want to be treated, not just employees, but guests. Vendors, I'm sure, same thing. Mm -hmm. um, so across the board, how we treat people and how we engage them. And I, and I told you, when I met you, the very first moment, what struck me was how welcome and how warm. I, I felt like I knew you forever. And so and I, I love that. And, I, and we knew immediately yeah. we were going to be yeah. friends, right? Absolutely. Um, so don't lose sight of the why. Don't lose sight of why you're doing something and where you're going. I love that. Don't be um, defining the right team. So treating your people right, but you've got to fight the right players uh, to be on the team. Uh, work ethic and drive, so important. Um, and that is one of the things that we hope these videos, that when our students hear stories like yours and the hard work that it took to be successful, to be where you are, that they will understand how important that is. Um, and the same thing, I'll, I'll go down a second, the same thing with the confidence and self-motivation. Um, that's exactly what our programs are trying to teach our people. They have to build, they're building businesses. They're speaking in front of people. They're, they're interviewing for jobs. We do internships during the summer. They have to build that confidence. It's the key. And to watch them transform, you can tell I am so passionate about it. To watch them transform from the beginning of the year to the end of the year is just absolutely amazing. amazing. Um, 
finding people more successful than you. I love that. I always tell my, I belong to Vistage, and there's 18 other CEOs in that room, and I always say, I'm the stupidest one in this group, and I'm okay with that, because I'm just going to pick all your brains and learn from all of you. And they, they tease me that I'm not, but I do love how smart they are and how much I can learn from them. Um, and then last, last two most important ingredients you mentioned, passion and commitment. And so I can't tell you how happy I am that you have come to Florida. I am so glad that our paths crossed. Um, I do know that we're going to stay yeah, friends. Of um, and and I know that you're going to get involved here at <laughs> Oh, I will. No I pressure, will. but I can tell. Yeah, I um, and so I just want to say thank you for being here. Um, thank you for all that you're doing. You really have embraced our community as well, and I think that's so important from a business perspective to embrace the community that you're in. Um, and so thank you, thank you, thank you. I loved you. having you here. Thank you. And thank you for watching and for listening. Uh, this has been such a fun episode. Uh, we hope that you are enjoying these shows and that you take a moment to check out some of the past shows that we've had. Some great leaders have joined us and given their, their ingredients to success that have just so, I've learned so much. So hopefully you're learning as and well. Yes, and go have dinner at Tuscan Prime. You can come. Michelle and I will be there if yes. you want to come. Just let us know. Um, maybe we should do that. Yeah. Maybe we should host a I dinner for that. all the guests that have been on Recipe for Success. All fun. leaders in the community. Oh, I love it. We're going to do, do a it. little reunion. Let's do it. Anyway, uh, so thanks so much for watching again, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care, everyone. Yeah. This was so great. I